to Mechanical Freak. Uh, I'm Brian here, podcasting from the Shoreline Bunker. I'm here with <laughs> Munya, who's in his bunker buried deep below Gotham City. Oh, uh, yeah. So the I'm in shadow- the cave. Yeah, we're hiding so the shadow bankers cannot find us <laughs> with their EMP guns to shut us down. Exactly. Uh, that's right. You're in for another episode of Munya's Money Moves. Let's go. <laughs> I got the brains. a lot for y'all today uh Munya's gonna explain to me what uh private equity is and how it's just like sweat equity actually so yeah, yeah. He's, he's gonna explain to me in language i can understand which is hgtv uh home improvement shows mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but before we get to that uh i think we we plan to have this discussion about sort of elon musk about private equity all this kind of stuff uh, we've been planning this all week, and then uh, something happened yesterday that I think just frames this discussion in a very particular <laughs> way, uh, which, if you're not aware, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, which is basically the federal court just below the Supreme Court, uh, ruled that the SEC cannot use internal judges to uh, attribute fines or find wrongdoing in the case of securities fraud. Uh, and that, in fact, they have to go to a jury trial. Now, I felt like a lot of people on Twitter uh, decided to focus just on the like internal judges part and the security fraud part, as opposed to the broader statements of what they're saying, which is, A, that securities fraud is essentially legal now. <laughs> like, like, not even subject to fi- the minimal fines that it was subject to before. But that... Uh, Essentially, what this ruling is saying is that no regulatory agency has the right to assign fines, guilt, or any sort of punishment to any private company (laughs) in America. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, which basically means, like, the next time that uh, OSHA shows up at a construction site and, like, guys aren't wearing helmets and stuff and... uh, the employer is like not you know using safety lines uh osha will have to go to the local county courthouse we'll have to build a we'll have to first build a case right <laughs> go to the local county courthouse recruit the da <laughs> to what? potentially take the case on then have that da you know file the motion with the court right take the case to court maybe go through some sort of plea bargaining negotiation whatever right essentially drag on through our already draconian and like comically labyrinthine legal system uh for every single violation uh meaning that uh, effectively either half of america is gonna have to become change their occupation permanently to judge or jury member (laughs) 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 or uh we're just not gonna write you know uh, essentially the regulatory structure that guarantees uh things like your milk not having tuberculosis in it or uh uh, your water not having lead in it will be gone oh maybe forget that last one (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so uh goodbye regulations hello 19th century baby 
I hate it here. I really do. <laughs> but, but Munya, wait, don't worry. This will probably get appealed and we'll go to our very rational wizards at the Supreme Court to uh, decide. Yes. So. Our last defense in the Supreme <laughs> Thank Court. Thank God. Thank God we have uh, that. The impartial justices of yeah. the courts. <laughs> the one place that actually uses logic and reason over politics, okay? All right, so... Look, I, maybe we uh, we panicked our listeners a little bit, but now they're calmed back down again, knowing that the checks and the balances are uh, in the mail or whatever. The system works, baby. The system works, baby. All right. So given that little bit of recent news, <laughs> I thought we might uh, transition to talking about a merger and an individual who is totally not connected to this conversation about securities fraud uh-huh. or anything like that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, totally. I, I want to be very clear. We do not. We are not saying Elon Musk is engaged in securities fraud at any time mm-hmm. in his life, uh, or that he uh, currently engages. Uh, that maybe this acquisition might have been an act of securities fraud to begin with. Whatever, right? Yeah. But Munya, tell us about how Elon Musk engages in security fraud and what's going on with his Twitter accounts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I said I don't engage in it, but Munya does. So sue, Munya, sue Munya, yeah, Elon. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. So, so it, it, okay, well, I guess let me ask a, a better question. What is okay. going on with this Twitter merger? Sure, sure, yeah. All right, well, as many probably know by now, Elon Musk has uh, issued a bid to buy out Twitter, um, in a $46.5 billion acquisition. Um, this started really with um, Musk kind of ramping up tweeting about uh, Twitter and how there's a lot of spam bots um, where he basically, uh, I guess because he's an account that has like a t- millions of followers. Like I think his uh, following count right now, um, he has 94.2 million followers on Twitter. Um, probably one of the biggest accounts. Uh, and he, Munia, are you one of the followers? I I do follow canceled. Elon Musk. Yes, canceled. yes, I do. Um, <laughs> you know, I it's 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 important to be tapped into what's uh, going on. Um, yeah, it's important and, to be tapped into because you you believe in his ideas. Yeah, well, because he's an innovator and one of the good ones. You know, at least he's like you know he's uh, challenging the fossil fuel industry. I think he's doing a good thing. You know, um, well, the funny thing about his like millions of followers too, and his like claim about bots. We'll get into like how real this claim about bots is, but uh, yeah. like I think it's like pretty well understood that celebrities and companies literally just pay firms to like follow them on social media like they like pay for the service right so it's just very funny to be like look at my account it's like half bots i know here are the receipts i paid (laughs) to get them you know yeah right (laughs) you reap what you sow i guess yeah so musk is complaining too many bots right uh and he's he's got to purchase twitter now Yep. Yep. And so he first uh, did that by um, buying up shares on the public market. So it was just like, you know, log on to your E-Trade account and just like buy Twitter share, just keep on pressing the buy button. And he pressed the buy button so much that he actually uh, assumed a minority stake and was one of the largest individual shareholders in Twitter, 
um, which <laughs> uh, really alarmed the board. Usually when you're doing like deals like in the billions, right, which, um, you know, was uh, the case. He was buying up um, a ton of shares um, to the point where I think it was uh, about like he got like a 10 percent uh, stake in Twitter. Jesus. So just by just by going on his like brokerage account and buying them on the open market, right? Usually when people make transactions that large, they'll do what's called private placements, which is not going on the open market, but finding a very large shareholder, usually like an institution like Fidelity or BlackRock or something. And, you know, just making a tender offer to just buy that in bulk, right? That doesn't move mm-hmm. the market as much. Um, you, you get to do the transaction and whole the prices don't fluctuate, um, you know, et cetera. But, you know, he, so it was, that alone was kind of very interesting to just like, just buy up as if like, you know, we were buying, you know, Twitter stock on our own, you know, yeah, uh-huh. uh, brokerage apps. Um, so after that came out, the only reason why that news came out is because he had to file with the SEC, the Security and Exchange Commission. And um, that filing then like alerted Twitter to the fact that, oh, this guy's our largest shareholder now, like, holy shit. Um, and so, <laughs> and the board did not take kind to that because it's also it's seen as hostile to buy that many shares on the open market especially Mm. if you're a vocal critic of you know the service too but even if you're not right it's usually like in those circles it's good to approach the board and say hey i'm interested can i get your blessing to you know buy like be the largest shareholder in what you guys do right Um, because shareholders control the company they vote on everything they can vote on who the board members are right it's like so um, they were like, oh, this is not great. And so the board got together and basically uh, colluded to stop Elon from actually buying more shares on the open market. He, they they mm-hmm. were like, look, you can have a seat on our board, which is a really big deal, right? If you have a seat on the board and you have the influence that Elon Musk does, right, um, you know, you get to decide – who the company hires, who the company fires, who the CEO is, what the direction the company goes in. CEO usually brings the, all of those decisions to the board and the board has to vote on it. So they gave Elon basically someone who they saw as hostile a very significant position by placing him on the board. Yeah, um, and I mean, also like agreeing to the fact that I, they have to be well aware that Elon would not be a silent member of this board. Yes, that essentially there's some, all, yeah, all right. their business was going to be discussed. <laughs> it was going to be very, very involved. Um, there is a term for that is called an activist investor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and activist investors like Carl Icahn or Bill Ackman are known for buying up shares of companies and try to change things and shake things up. They see a problem either. It's usually, you know, involving like not maximizing shareholder value enough or like, you know, they're too soft on certain things. Activist investors usually buy up shares to try to turn the company around. And usually that involves like firing the CEO or like getting like power on the board to like make dramatic changes in a company. Right. So this is like the kind of the same playbook. And it seemed like in a very swift amount of time, Elon got what he wanted. Right. Like, Mm. so it seemed. Yeah, Yeah. Um, but with that, with that contingency came the uh, deal that Elon could not buy more than 15% in the company. So if he accepted that seat on the board, uh, he would have the power and he would have up to 15%, but he could not, that basically effectively makes it so that he cannot, you know, acquire the company. He'd have to, you know, basically be a minority shareholder and, um, you know, still interact with the current board and the current system and like, you know, shake things up that way. 
I, I mean, honestly, but yeah, owning 15%, sitting on the board, being uh, Twitter's like most annoying presence and user, having a, you know, army of fucking dorks that will literally <laughs> die for you at any like at any whim. Uh, sounds like he probably could have controlled the company for pretty cheap. I gotta yeah. say. <laughs> but Very, not... I mean, that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this is not the direction Elon chose to go, is it? <laughs> no, no. So um, everyone thought the story was over after that. And people were like, wow, what is going to happen on the board? What's going to happen to Twitter in a few years? Like, you know, there was a lot of speculation, but they're like, wow. I mean, this kind of was a very quick like Alexander the Great style, you know, like military operations, swift, quick, and just like, you know, Mike Tyson style knockout. Um, two days later, it came out that Elon Musk declined the board position and, um, you know, stepped away. And now, you know, this got people thinking, well, this guy has a notorious reputation of talking a lot of game and not following through. <laughs> <laughs> Whether that's with his products, right? Um, you know, uh, I, I love that we now have a Hyperloop that does take us from LA to San Francisco <laughs> in one hour. I think that that is a great innovation that we now have that you can use, um, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, to like his actual products, like at Tesla and just to um, him rescuing uh, the kids at the Thai cave, whoa, which he whoa, said that he would do. Hold on. That was stopped by a cabal of pedophile diamonds. Yeah. So I think we're all aware. Okay. Yeah. You know, and like the way that he does act out is he has a document way of um you know spirit people who actually deliver on stuff that they do like the british cave diver who we did call um a pedophile and you know got taken to court by the um british cave diver and um for defamation and elon musk won the case right and so like i mean this is like (laughs) what's his argument that he's from britain and everyone's like "Mm, like "Mm, well So they didn't. They did not rule. To be clear, they did not rule that the British cave diver was a pedophile. But they just said that <laughs> Elon Musk did not defame him by sending his like 100 million followers um, after him, calling him um, a pedophile, right? And like hiring a private investigator to dig up dirt on him after the British cave diver essentially said that he was a salesman and this is bullshit, which is true, yeah. I, in my opinion. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, but like, uh, yeah, after he did that, he did hire a private investigator to try to dig up dirt on the cave diver who actually did, you know, end up help saving you know, those kids yeah, in the yeah. Thai cave. So this is a man that Elon Musk is. So when he backed out of that deal, like, so it seemed, right, by backing away from the board, people were like, oh yeah, this is another one of his like hype yeah. talk-ups that he actually is not going to follow through on because it's a pain in the fucking ass and he got the attention already. Yeah, he'd have to go to work, right? So yeah. it's like, <laughs> no thank you. Yeah. <laughs> one exactly. of the only uh, like uh, relatable things about Elon Musk is that he yeah. talks about the game and it's like, ah, it's work, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Twitter employees are so confused because they're like... Um, do I have my job? Do I not? Like a lot of people in a really meta way, this is all going down on Twitter. So you can see both Elon Musk, um, uh, the CEO, uh, Parag um, Argawal. Um, he is like the new uh, CEO. It's not Jack Dorsey anymore, but Jack Dorsey appointed Parag as uh, the uh, current CEO. Um, every see, And the employees of Twitter, um, along with like financial analysts, everyone is like tweeting about this in real time, right? So you can actually see reactions and employees mm-hmm. are completely in the dark. It was reported that, um, you know, the Twitter employees heard little from Elon Musk uh, and Parag management 
and Charles Schwab, uh, like one of the biggest like institutional shareholders of Twitter about what the hell is even going on until they like uh, did this town hall with Elon Musk, who was not confirmed to the board yet, who was not uh, who actually backed out from the seat. Um, they did an internal corporate town hall for a Q&A session with oh my Elon God. Musk. And like, this is, this is like the level of like flailing and like mm. um, fire alarm that was happening internally, right? Mm. Where like now this, this guy, right, mm-hmm. is now just <laughs> a very center presence of this company in a very real way. It's not even happening at the board level. He's interacting with now like employees, like yeah, always a good sign when, you know, the company you work for forces you to sit down and watch like a annoying interview with some guy who technically doesn't <laughs> even work or own or whatever the company, right? Yeah, there's, a, right. there's always like a good sign that you definitely should not be getting your resume together. <laughs> definitely not preparing to jump ship, you know, at all. Yeah. Well, it turns out that the reason why there might be some confusion about uh, this is that Elon Musk did back out of the offer, which seemed like the end game. And many people did think um, rumors started flying that maybe he was just going to acquire the company outright. I arguably the Elon Musk right now um, bafflingly is the richest person in the world. Um, he, <laughs> ha- he in personal wealth has over $200 billion in net worth, most tied up in his business ventures like Tesla and SpaceX. And, um, you know, they were like, well, Twitter is valued right now. Like when it was trading on the stock market, it's valued at like around like, you know, 30 or so billion dollars. Um, you know, what's $30 billion to someone who has 200 billion in assets, right? And they're mm-hmm. like, well, and that's like cash, you know, like it's just net worth. So that's like minus his debt too. So, you know, they're like, well, <laughs> I mean, maybe he's just going to outright buy it. And sure enough, um, Elon Musk, the rumors flew, but everyone was like, but he can't possibly just like, you know, purchase that outright. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you can there's shares that you actually have to pledge in Tesla and stuff, right? Because if you own that many shares, you shareholders have to be like, you can't just dump these all on the market at once, right? You have to lock yeah. them up basically, right? At least some of them. Um, <clears throat> so everyone's like, how was he possibly going to get this funding? Because if he was going to take a company like Twitter private, it would be the largest buyout of a public company um individually you know from a person um Mm -hmm. ever that's not like another company acquiring a company right like just a leveraged buyout is what we call it so um but sure enough on oh during like i during easter sunday passover a ton of investment banks including morgan stanley who led it um whipped up a record amount of financing um, just days after Elon stepped down from the board to announce that uh, Elon actually does have the funding secured to take Twitter private. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. And- <laughs> it, it, the story of this funding is fucking crazy. Can you, can you just, like, give us, like, the quick summary of where this, like, what he's borrowing and, like, what he's borrowing against? Because, like, yeah, yeah. So, like, the, nuts. the, the, the initial, the initial uh, story of his funding was that uh, a ton of investment banks kind of joined in um, and, like, you know, endorsed this financing and they, you know, to include kind of, like, terms. And so, uh, $13 billion of dollars of the debt Right, because the, the the funding meaning this is all debt is what I'm saying. 
mm-hmm. um, where, you know, Morgan Stanley and like other banks, you know, agreed to like give because um, you're borrowing both against like Elon Musk is borrowing against himself, but he's also borrowing against the company that he's trying to acquire. Right. And so they both borrowed against Elon Musk's assets. Um, one was a, a $12.5 billion margin loan against Elon's Musk shares in Tesla, which um, depended on the price of Tesla to stay current or rise. Um, margin loans are basically the same loans that you might take out um, on your own brokerage when you like buy mm. stuff on margin. That means that you're, you know, borrowing at a pretty high interest rate, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, you know, purchase assets. Um, and if those assets go down, the people who gave you that margin loan can force you to sell the assets, meaning like for Elon's case, sell a, a big chunk of Tesla's shares yeah, um, yeah. to cover the debt. Which and the worry, interest Tesla's rate's really high too, right? Now, right. Yeah, like that's right, right. So like when, when Elon Musk, um, you know, announced, uh, the, announced the whole uh, Twitter acquisition, I think Tesla's shares were around like $1,000 or so. Um, and so, you know, it's, that's a very large sum. I think their market cap was like, you know, almost around like a trillion dollars, you know, at this point, yeah, like yeah. it's, it is like, uh, at a, at a thousand dollars a share, it actually was valued at a trillion dollars. Right. Which, you know, to give some perspective, profitable companies like the Apple's like $3 trillion in market cap, right? Like, yeah. you know, Microsoft, the second largest company is like $2 trillion in market cap. Tesla is a part of a very elite, like Facebook is a company that has a lower market cap than Tesla at this time, like significantly. Um, you know, companies like GE, Ford, every single automaker combined, mm-hmm. if you stack their market cap up, does not equal the amount of Tesla, right? And another automaker, right? Yeah. Um, the, yeah, it's it's one of the if it was one of like the top five like largest companies um, in the world. Yeah, and I mean, we had talked about this. So we talked about Tesla maybe like a year and a half ago. Where, yeah, that all the auto companies combined are, it's not just they don't equal Tesla's market, they're like not close to it either. No. Market cap is presumably, it's both representative of like current business, but also future trends, right? Mm -hmm. Which means that the presumption is that Tesla, the A, some point in the future, 10 years in the future, whatever, uh, you know, the the people, amount of people buying cars is going to somehow double. And the only car being sold on the planet will be Tesla's. Yeah, I mean, that is the implication, right? I mean, like Ford's market cap, like, is less than $50 billion. This is a company that pays a 3% dividend yield that makes a shit ton of profit. You know the name Ford and you see them all around, right? Mm -hmm. Like a company founded in 1903, right? It's also a staple, like, you know. Um, hey, I that look, company founded yeah. 1903. R.I.P. I guess it's not going to exist anymore. But yeah, I, I mean, guess it, yeah. All right. It, and again, it's like if that sounds absurd, this idea that every that we're going to sell twice as many cars worldwide, that they're all going to be Teslas. Um, yeah, that must mean the market cap must be based on something else. Maybe fraud. I don't yeah. know. But that want to make an accusation. But, uh, and by the way, you mentioned that Tesla was selling at $1,000 a share. I just went ahead and looked it up real quick on my market uh, mm-hmm. my market app, which is Google. Uh, and right now we're going for six fifty dollars a share. And if my math wow. is correct... Uh, mm. That is less than one thousand. That is less than one thousand, and like that is foreshadowing to the story that we're about to tell, right? Yeah. Because uh, this becomes very key in like the financing deal for this. So, um, twelve 
twelve and a half billion dollars with um, an estimated annual interest of around like a billion dollars personally that he'd have to pay out for this um, for yeah. that margin loan, right? Yeah, um, this is a billion in interest just to <laughs> just to service one loan. <laughs> yeah, just to service one loan, right? This is not even like the whole like the whole like you know financing package was like around like thirty three billion dollars, right? So this is like not even half of what is required. Um, there were like other like you know like long term long-term like bonds and loans um, issued to um, Elon and then also $13 billion of debt on Twitter itself, yeah. uh, which is very key, right? Blurch, he was now like not only borrowing against his own assets, but borrowing against the target's assets as well. Yeah. Well, and I thought that was interesting. You sent me this Reuters article and right at the top, it mentions this thing that is, I think a little fascinating the story and it's one of the funnier bits of it, which, yeah, it mentions that He's borrowing, you know, against Twitter, but it says normally in one of these actions, you would bar, you try and borrow most of the money against your target, right? Yeah. As opposed to yeah. on your own assets. And so as they say, that's, you know, what Elon's doing is the reverse of how most investors structure buyouts with debt secured against the assets of the target company, typically comprising the majority of the financing. And so basically saying the bank's backing must bid must have balked at the target asset, right? Basically, say, so like, you know, because uh, you have to you have to give dumb metaphors because you got to dumb down all finance discussion in America by law. But uh, <laughs> but like if we were to do the dumb guy metaphor, it's like, you know, when you buy a house, you're essentially borrowing against the house. Yes, right? exactly. Which you'll, you'll realize this if you stop making the payments when the bank takes the house <laughs> away. <laughs> That's what they mean when they say the bank owns the house in a very real way. They do. And yeah. you're paying the bank very little, like, you know, over 30 years to actually own that yourself. <laughs> and so what Bus did is the equivalent of trying to buy a house and the bank being like, oh, no, that shit's worthless. Like, yeah, yeah. you, know, you got to give us something else. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want that. <laughs> which, which I think was part of what people found so unbelievable about this whole story because i think everybody understands twitter's worthless like there's yes, no value right. in twitter there's like no way to get money out of it or anything it, it is also uh an inflated asset just like all social media but yeah i mean hilarious yeah i mean like every single ratio that like financial metric ratio will point to how overvalued um you know twitter is in like a fundamental way right and like if you're looking at it as a growth asset their user base really is not growing that much certainly not to the degree of even snapchat now has more monthly active users than twitter does right um mm -hmm. not to say anything about instagram or facebook who have both separately right obviously owned under meta facebook's parent but like you know facebook.com and instagram uh both have separately a billion monthly active users too right um you know like twitter i think has around like like 300 million or so like around that mark like 67 percent less than that and mm -hmm. has been like pretty flat over time yeah, too. not many people have left but not years. many people have really joined yeah. either right yeah. so their goal is like to monetize just a user base that's just there, right? That's not really growing that much. Now, Elon would argue that the point of this takeover is to grow and like turn it around because he sees a problem there and he can turn it around, right? But like banks look at that. Usually if banks think that that could be possible, which a lot of leverage buyouts are that, they'll like look at the assets and say, because like the worst case in the bank's mind are like, okay, if this like falls flat on its face and like uh, Twitter files for bankruptcy, what can we sell for parts to get our money yeah. back 
right? Do they own like real estate? Do they like, they have like IP, even like, do they have IP that we can sell? Do they have like actual core tangible? Like, do they, what's their cash on hand? Right. Like, and then they'll make the decision. Yeah. It was so abysmal. Right. And the valuation (laughs) was so high that they were like, exactly like you said, Brian, like, um, it's like, if you were trying to buy that, uh, I think house that collapsed in North Carolina level, like on sticks on the water and like just the ocean current (laughs) just fell in. Like (laughs) the banks were looking at that and being like, eh, no, that's, that's a piece of shit. That's going to fall down. So (laughs) you need to borrow against something else. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We'll give you money, but we don't want that when you ultimately don't pay. (laughs) Like we want something else. (laughs) And not only that, the banks did not give Elon Musk the full 46 and a half billion dollars of financing to actually do the deal. They left the rest of the money, like around like $13 billion of equity for Elon to um, actually make up. So not only that, Elon has to come up with $13 billion in just cash, right? That it's not debt or anything to, you know, put in himself. And that and that's not including the stake that he already has in Twitter too. That's an additional like $13 billion. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, everyone saw that, and this is like this is categorically insane. We've never seen financing like this before. Where the fuck is like this guy going to come up with thirteen billion dollars for this piece of shit? Right? I mean, Musk said himself, um, and I quote: um, uh, "I do not care about the economics of the deal at all, and that I am pursuing the acquisition because it is extremely important to the future of civilization." Well, you know, look, me and Musk can agree on one thing, which is Twitter is extremely important. <laughs> I mean, yeah, incredible stuff. I <laughs> And at one point, too, he'd even uh, to show how little he cared about the economics of it all. Uh, I believe he crowdsourced his fans on Twitter for ideas <laughs> of how he like Twitter could turn a profit. Yes, yes. I mean, hard, hard to believe the bank wasn't impressed by all of this. <laughs> <laughs> but but it shows the insanity of the situation right we're watching the largest like buyout of a public publicly traded company right yep. ever right you well, know leverage buyout yes. yeah leverage yeah. buyout ever right yeah. that is of a company that is worth nothing you know yep. everybody agrees <laughs> i mean it would basically be if the lar- if like the largest leverage buyout of a public asset or whatever was buying a dog turd. Yeah. You know? Like yeah, it's just, yeah. you know, like we borrowed forty four million to buy this piece of shit we found on the ground. <laughs> and it's funny because even the financiers agree that it's a piece of shit on the ground. You can get yeah. that anywhere. <laughs> like, and it's it, it, it's incredible and it's and it's happening. So like so why the fuck is this happening? It doesn't yeah, make any yeah, sense. Why yeah. is this happening? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So <laughs> Elon does, there's like ways to look at this. And like, I think, you know, from Elon's perspective, Elon Musk has arguably built his entire business career and his businesses on his presence on Twitter, right? Like in a lot of his uh, companies, including Tesla's um, 10Ks, which is like, Honestly, I encourage all the listeners to just like go choose any company at random, just like read their 10K. That's like a uh, document that they're required to file every year that is specifically for shareholders that lists out 
every single risk and it's not like you know it's a long document but like the actual like blurbs are you know written to understand there's not actually a lot of jargon there but it lists very clearly every single risk that the company has like in order usually in prominence and disclosure right and you know one of the biggest disclosures and risks that is like right at the top and like bold letters is that you know like elon musk's like you know personality and reputation um is a very key asset but also liability to like <laughs> if like if elon Musk's like like reputation or if he happened to like die in a car crash like it would have a very significant impact well, on the business off, which is <laughs> considerably higher risk because he's driving a tesla <laughs> so if he's in a crash he will die she's like. probably a beta tester too so you know <laughs> like it is a very very big risk <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean like his his entire um personality and how like his pr machine essentially um you know relies on being epic on twitter right um be, not not being a stuffy ceo but being the tony stark ceo mm -hmm. um you know arguably one of the most uh consequential PR moves was to equate Tony Stark with Elon Musk and to say mm -hmm. how Tony Stark was based off of him. Right. Like, and that, that whole brand is always reinforced on Twitter. And so, but not only like brand wise, but you know, Elon Musk has the power to move markets, right? Uh, this is not the first time he has teased a leverage buyout. He once teased that he would buy out his own company, Tesla in 2018 uh, over the summer for saying um, he's thinking about taking Tesla uh, private at four hundred and twenty uh, dollars per share, mm -hmm. uh, and he said funding secured, right? Yeah, and yeah. that made Tesla stock shoot up very big, right? Because it's like holy shit, like he's actually gonna do it, right? So, um, mm -hmm. and uh, turns out he did not have the funding to do that, and uh, the SEC uh, <laughs> banned him from Twitter, which he ignored, uh, <laughs> and uh, said yeah. that he, he was engaging in securities fraud. Uh, and that was like an actual ruling from the SEC was that what he did was manipulate the stock price with untrue information. And, but like the way that he did that was not through a press release or going on CNBC. It was specifically through his Twitter, right? And mm -hmm. that gives him like the power to actually manipulate stock prices and move markets. So like if you tease something or like you tweet something cryptic or very like, you know, explicit, um, that has the power to move your own stock price saying big things coming at Tesla could shoot your stock price 25% up, right? A lot more than if you print that out on a, you know, corporate PR, um, you know, press release. So um, Twitter is very, very essential for the for his businesses and also for his personal brand. If he was banned from Twitter, it would significantly harm his ability to actually grow his businesses and wealth like mm -hmm. fundamentally and that is on 10ks as well so you could look at twitter really i mean if you look at that saying like well he has a trillion dollar company um that relies on this like bird app that is valued at like let like 44 billion dollars you know um yeah that actually could seem like a pretty easy bet to do right like yeah yeah, and I mean, we we see that Elon is, of course, extremely conscious of his uh, ability to use Twitter for his own personal ends, right? And the most recent drama this week where he all of a sudden tweeted at all of us that uh, he's, he's not a Democrat anymore. He's becoming a Republican. Uh, watch this space because they're going to try and destroy him now. Yeah, I mean, like the specific and... <laughs> wording that he did, he said, like, in the past, I voted Democrat because they were mostly 
the kindness party, but they have become the party of division and hate. So I can no longer support them and will vote Republican. Now, watch their dirty tricks campaign against me unfold. Popcorn emoji. And, uh, you know, it, we... It, <laughs> It's sometimes funny because uh, I think people like to pretend these are like sophisticated campaigns from rich people. But I think everybody on the planet instantly saw that and in their head was like, wow, I wonder what's about to come out about Elon Musk. They try to get ahead of. Right. Uh, yeah. I will say everybody except uh, the governor of the great state of Texas, Greg Abbott, who uh, tweeted out, you know, he added Elon Musk and was like, pick the right state to move to. Uh, Greg Abbott would then delete that tweet shortly afterwards yeah. for <laughs> reasons we'll get into. But but yeah, like so he tweets this thing. He's clearly trying to get ahead of something. And yeah. then uh, moments later, uh, what, what ends up happening? Well, moments later, uh, actually, well, like one day later, if that, um, Business Insider uh, releases this um, pretty damning article uh, detailing that Elon Musk's SpaceX company paid a flight attendant a quarter million dollars plus an NDA because Elon Musk exposed himself uh, naked and uh, propositioned her for sex as well as a uh, massage on the plane. Yeah. And also detailed that the um, space, in a more systematic, systematically, um, her and other flight attendants were pressured to uh, become like licensed masseuses so that they can like give massages like on these planes and like space ships i guess um yeah whatever you know know. essentially he's turning his entire company into like jeffrey epstein's fucking private (laughs) jet basically (laughs) he's like look my boy epstein gone kind of gotta get the lolita express back up and running you feel like pure shit just want him back (laughs) (laughs) well like and the funny part is i mean so this is a a tweet that came out that i just thought was so hilarious that like uh, okay so this is the timeline so Insider reached out by 9 a.m. Eastern. Musk asked for more time to respond while calling it a political hit piece. And by 2.40 p.m. Eastern, he was <laughs> tweeting about incoming dirty tricks. <laughs> yeah, he said political attacks on me will escalate dramatically in coming months. <laughs> like as if he's like the shaman like, truth teller. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just incredible stuff. And the thing is, so, I mean, look. It, it, it's not like this is uh, sophisticated stuff that's super hard to understand how he's using Twitter to uh, not only like, you know, rehabilitate his personal image, but to, um, you know, uh, juice his stock prices and things like that. This is all like pretty on the surface <laughs> kind of stuff. I mean, this is 19th century railroad crime level. Yeah. obvious. Um, but that's the value of Twitter to us because he has a legion of moronic fans who will they they hear that and now they're like uh oh look the cia is out to get my boy whatever, yeah right know? for voting republican <laughs> yeah. i guess yeah. uh <laughs> <laughs> saying that he wants to vote republican yeah um but yeah i mean incredible stuff right so twitter is clearly like it has personal value to him. It, it's it's an extension of Tesla's business, which I want to be very clear uh, is fraud. So it's, yes. it's main business model, which is defrauding people, uh, mainly investors. Yeah. Um, 
so and I mean like the key part about this financing too is that um, usually with leverage buyouts there's an exit fee that you have to pay to the um, banks and like you know just financiers who um, secured funding for this like if you exit the deal for any reason you just have to pay a fee obviously less than what would it would take to acquire the company right usually like five percent um you know around that um elon elon's um exit fee uh was only and i say this don't balk but it's only one billion dollars which i I mean i'm not being sarcastic like one billion dollars for like one of the biggest leverage buyouts just to walk away from is a pretty low fee Mm. for to like a walkout fee right usually they'd expect like a like a you know like three to like five billion five billion dollars to um walk away from this so for, effectively this means that he bought a call option on twitter basically giving him the right but not obligation he paid a billion dollars <laughs> he paid a billion dollars to give him the right but not obligation to buy twitter essentially yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well it's kind of funny because it seems like recently too He's been sort of trying to back out of even that. And so, he again, his legion of idiot fans, he has them out trying to, like, win this case for him. And they're like, look, if you wanted to buy tomatoes, this is like one of the ones I, I yeah. saw. And the one, if you wanted to buy tomatoes, and you, like, picked them up in the produce section and got to the register and you didn't want them anymore. It's not like you'd have to, like, pay anything for that. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so it's like, oh, like, well, this is a leverage buyout, which is different than purchasing tomatoes. <laughs> It's like incredible, man. Like, <laughs> so I guess that would be the difference, and, and contracts are involved and all that kind of stuff. But you know, whatever. But yeah, um, it seems like he's even trying to back out of that. But it, it's very funny. Twitter, the board on Twitter, who clearly is not uh, the biggest fans of Mr. Musk themselves, uh, have decided to dig in and are basically saying. No, we want the buyout at the stock because because this is the other thing is yeah. the argument is they're saying that maybe he's doing all this now pretending that he doesn't he doesn't actually want to go through with this and dragging his feet, but because he wants to lower the price right because he agreed yes. to buy yeah. at fifty six dollars a share and Twitter's trading at like forty dollars a share or something like that. actually yeah it's trading at thirty seven um as of recording this yeah. right now you know so like even like less which which means i mean like in real terms right like oh well 50 37 that doesn't mean like in in real terms that means that twitter's market cap right now is 28 billion dollars so effectively like elon musk will be paying uh 46 billion dollars 46 and a half billion dollars for something that is only worth 28 and a half billion right i mean that's like If you could acquire Twitter for uh, and save, like, he doesn't have to have that margin loan anymore at the very least, right? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> but, you know, instead of that, um, so yeah, people are speculating that. And uh, Elon has now used Twitter to say, hey, there's a lot of bots um, here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I, I just gamut. didn't know. Um, <laughs> just, just to note that before um, the board even responded to his bid for Twitter, he tweeted in a very, like, magnanimous way. Quote, if our Twitter bid succeeds, we will defeat the spam bots or die trying. <laughs> so, I mean, this man is trying to act shocked that there's like bots suddenly and like to the point and like, again, like the stuff that he says, even if it's ludicrous, um, everyone has to take seriously because there's so much money on the line. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the CEO of uh, Twitter, Parag, he had to make a tweet thread deeply explaining that like the bots are only like five percent of their monthly active users, and like how they like came to that conclusion. Elon was trying to say that they were like one fourth of the entire, <laughs> which may mm-hmm. well be true, right? Who knows? Well, but like you know, um, the point is that then he he responded to that whole thread, the CEO's thread, with a poop emoji, which um, yeah. got more <laughs> likes than the thread itself, right? I mean, like this is the type of like absurdity that's happening with the biggest leverage buyout in like corporate america's history well and hilariously too i mean at one point he apparently accuses twitter that uh anywhere from 20 to 90 percent of all users are bots which is such a funny range it's basically saying like anywhere from zero to a hundred percent yeah it's just such like a funny thing to say and look i mean Twitter is almost certainly, I mean, they use the term uh, active users, which is, I think, like a little bit of a tell that clearly there's a lot more bots than 5%. Uh, The irony being that, again, I think the vast majority of bots on all social media apps isn't just a Twitter problem. It's also are literally just paid for by corporations. So that when like when Burger King is like, uh, you know, I might be Burger King, but yes, queen or whatever. (laughs) So they can get like 10,000 likes on it. Yeah. 10,000 likes and like, um, like algorithmic generated comments being like, "Mm, sis, you, 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 uh, you snapped the T. Yeah. Basically. I mean, that's like, that's like essentially what all bot purchases are are at this point um and you know so the whole thing is just smoke and beers right i think there was i think it was in one of the uh editorials and maybe fortune or maybe bloomberg where you know in the finance papers where yeah somebody was just like look elon musk doesn't give a shit about bots come on no it's not it's not (laughs) about about that it's not about bots at all so like you know people are speculating (laughs) that he might be trying to get out of the deal he did notably like secure equity funding which means that people actually just pledging cash um notably larry ellison the ceo and like founder of oracle um he pledged over a billion dollars um sequoia capital a very giant uh, silicon valley vc firm um qatar holdings yes that like <laughs> sovereign wealth fund um qatar um and saudi the saudi prince alweed bin talal himself is also a uh primary preferred investor um in twitter so those would be like the individual shareholders of twitter if they were to go private as like the those four cast of characters plus elon musk it's I like mean, a like, real what, like what could go wrong yeah, it's like a real <laughs> legion of doom <laughs> Like legitimately, like super villains, like coming together. <laughs> well, it's one of these funny things. Who's like normally? I would say like, I mean, who cares? Let the rich fight amongst themselves. It's it's funny to watch, you know, and all this kind of stuff. But the funny part about Twitter is, even though it's totally worthless, makes no fucking money, <laughs> is probably like a net negative in most people's lives. It is one of the last platforms on like Earth that includes like the telephone and all other previous non-internet platforms where you can reach a journalist, right? Yeah. Or reach <laughs> right. a public official. It's right. like one of the last right. ones on Earth where you can make a celebrity mad by saying something to them. Right. And uh it's it's very funny <laughs> that this this might be its appropriate ignominious end. 
Yeah, well, you know, and the, it gets to a broader point of like how like the rising labor movement in the U.S. right now um, is, I think, shaking people like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos, a guy who's like notoriously like vacant on Twitter, has started to really just like become like this epic poster, like Elon Musk style, um, quote tweeting like Matty Iglesias and like the neo neoliberal, um, you know, uh, Twitter account, um, mm. you know, uh, and. I think these are all kind of reactions to the growing like labor movement where Amazon is now actually like starting to uh, unionize. Um, you know, Tesla has a whole factory of people who, um, you know, Chris Small specifically said he's coming mm-hmm. after them next. Right. Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, the, this and, you know, Twitter is a major avenue of like, even though it doesn't have a lot of monthly active users, like maybe globally, like Instagram or WhatsApp or um, Facebook have. Um, certainly it's where people who matter do go. And that's like what kind of forms, um, you know, media cycles and narratives, right. And to control that platform and decide specifically what is allowed on that platform and what's not allowed on that platform, which must kind of ominously said, Oh, we're going to regulate stuff by being like, if it's illegal, we're not, if it's legal, we'll allow it. But if it's also, if it's also bad, then mm-hmm. I'll remove it. But if it's good, I'll keep it, right? And you have to ask the question, <laughs> <laughs> what's what's bad and what's good, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. or Twitter account, I guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the real woke mob. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, because, like, you know, you you mentioned, you know, Facebook obviously has more users, right? But they're all like boomers on the edge of death, right? Yeah, um, right. You know, Instagram has more users, but it's all just uh, teens and people my age in their forties taking pictures of their food, right? <laughs> you know, and like yep. TikTok. I mean, I don't know what TikTok's user base is. Probably doing bigger the than renegade at this point. dance. Yeah. yeah, probably. I think it is bigger than Twitter's. Yeah. Yeah, like the thing is, the thing about Twitter, which makes it unique, and probably why nobody wants to be on it is that it is full of all these freaks who do (laughs) shape the, like, public discourse in America, right? Which is everybody in the media has to be on Twitter as part of their job now, right? And then they all instantly get Twitter brain and are on it too much. Yeah. Uh, Every politician, I mean, the funny thing about Twitter is that you would think that they would have their staff on Twitter, and some of them, it is clearly just their staff. But clearly, a lot of politicians are just on it themselves. Like, I mean, Donald Trump is on Twitter. Nobody, yeah, they're tweeting right. for him. Like, was you know, R.I.P. It was, yeah. I mean, the one good thing is that Trump would be back, right? <laughs> that was the woke mob. Oh, Trump, <laughs> Trump, uh, Trump uh, said he said, "I don't care if Elon buys it. He's staying on Truth Social because you know he right. has his own Twitter like yeah. grift venture that he's doing." So. Uh, you know, like if Twitter comes back, he's gonna be back. He'll he's be gonna, he'll, come he'll, on, come on. If, if they allow him on, he'll be on within minutes. But yeah. uh, and and God, he, he knows he knows where the eyeballs are. Yeah, exactly. Like best account on the app. So hopefully, mm. I hope they give him the POTUS. Fingers crossed. Yeah, <laughs> just give him yeah. the POTUS account. Biden's yeah, yeah, give him that POTUS. Uh, that that fucking rules. Yeah, all Biden does is wait for something really terrible to happen, and he just tweets like. Uh, uh, thoughts and prayers sorry i guess vote harder <laughs> this is not like, this is not who we are yeah this is not who we are when something again that was the little joke about like in a very american thing happening very americanly yeah. like <laughs> this is not who we are but yeah uh 
But uh, yeah, because of the just particular makeup of the Twitter users, it does have an outsized influence way more than it should <laughs> on, you know, the sort of reality itself. That because for some reason, all these freaks with money are actively on it. Like Elon yep. Musk is actively tweeting. Like you can tweet at Elon Musk and he will sometimes reply to you. Like yeah. he will read it. Like he's reading your bullshit. The promise of Twitter, and that's like usually the promise of a lot of social media apps is like, oh, you can like interact with celebrities or even like, you know, Instagram. Mm. They're not going to read any of the comments, right? Or if, and if you are, you're certainly not engaging with it on the level. Twitter is the one company that I think came cl- close enough to that promise as possible as like time has told. Like you, your proximity to these people are very the proximity is just very small right um the walled gap between this almost impenetrable you know horse as like celebrities and like the elite you know people like elon musk Mm -hmm. uh you know yeah you could tweet i mean elon musk blocks people who tweet the galane maxwell photo at him definitely don't uh, reply to all of his tweets with that photo he definitely doesn't see it and gets really uh (laughs) agitated from that yeah yeah he he also i mean he like is clearly responding to narratives happening outside of people adding him on twitter which means he's just he's scrolling twitter like the rest of us right yeah like you know i mean look in the 2016 election cycle uh just just shit posters on twitter drove deborah messing insane a a rich woman who has millions of dollars and doesn't (laughs) need is totally socially isolated from all of us right like live on a planet totally different than all of us and we drove her insane via shit posting and uh, you know and it goes both ways because Susan Sarandon currently is driving <laughs> <laughs> millions of lips and my shit posting back. <laughs> so, so I mean, it is kind of a unique social media app in that sense, and uh, and I think that's why Musk wants to acquire it, right? He's smart yeah. enough to realize the value. yeah right even if it's technically worth nothing (laughs) yeah so whether he's like trying to back out or whether he's just trying to renegotiate like the price or what have you um twitter's word now has like reversed instead of saying hey like fuck off do not acquire us um they are now the ones trying to force elon musk into going through the deal he already assigned papers he waived due diligence for this deal um and the board uh, explicitly said that they will enforce the merger agreement <laughs> despite any uh and like there's reports of champagne being popped um at, at a <laughs> em, uh, employee all hands too on the subject and <laughs> I think the reason for this kind of switch up one is because it would be funny. The market is kind of in a downturn right now and all signs are kind of pointing to a recession in the next six months or so, whether that would happen, we'll have to see, but um, that's where signs are pointing. Um, Twitter's stock price is way lower than what Elon's buying it for. So, I mean, this is kind of like almost like the peak of the bubble, like the last gasp of this, like in low interest rate, fueled bubble is elon musk acquiring um (laughs) twitter (laughs) for like a much higher like price than like what um it might actually be valued at right um and so they're trying to force this deal through and when you have it if this deal does go through parag who has not even been the ceo for like uh more than a year i think it's been like around six months or so since he's been ceo um he would get a 60 (laughs) 
<laughs> I can't even say this like how long. He would, <laughs> he would, he would get a, a $60 million uh, payout for seven months of work, essentially, if um, this went right. through. Jack Dorsey will get paid out $1 billion um, <laughs> if this deal goes through. <laughs> Has there been a luckier person on the planet than Jack Dorsey? I mean, he, he gets himself at the head of this company that's created objectively the worst social media platform <laughs> like like just in its functionality like in yeah. its user interface its fundamental design is objectively the worst of all the social media <laughs> platforms like it's it's total dog shit like the amount of people that have like i remember when i first got on twitter and be like i don't understand how does it even work like yeah it took me so long just to figure out how the damn thing works like has a total fucking idiot jack dorsey and it's just lucked as no as anybody else lucked into this kind of money like ever in human history incredible it's amazing too because elon musk when he um asked if uh if uh jack dorsey would join him on the board when he got offered the board seat like jack dorsey like said no uh, and and uh that's when a day later that's when he backed out because actually he said um it would be great if twitter was in better hands you know saying like Ooh, if it like went private i would like to take it private right blah 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 you know to elon and then he was like oh well join me on the board we can try to change it he was like eh, no after that that's when <laughs> elon musk backed out of the deal so i mean in, in a very real way like maybe jack dorsey is mr four-dimensional chess like <laughs> securing that bag and like conning elon musk into being like yeah oh you'd own the libs if you buy out twitter for <laughs> 46 yeah, yeah. billion dollars like the, the the leftists would be like so triggered by that <laughs> i mean is there some way in this you know financial acquisition maybe if it goes to court or something that we can look into Elon's DMs between him and Jack Dorsey. Like, because oh, one, God you know manifest. they're DMing each other on the fucking app, right? And how yeah. fucking funny must those DMs be? Like, God. it probably is that. It's probably exactly what you're saying, which is Jack Dorsey, like, just posting, like, libs of Twitter <laughs> memes and being like, dude, you could own these guys. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> what like what 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 do you what do you even say? It's like it's so absurd and again, this is like the largest leverage buyout in the history of corporate America. So, um to the point of like leverage buyouts, um what I want to circle back to that 13 billion dollar uh, loan that's secured against Twitter itself because this does something like pretty profound and to the fundamentals of Twitter. Um Twitter's annual interest expense, like today, is um, about like fifty million dollars, right? That's like you know, a, a, it's marginal. It's like fifty million sounds large, you know, but like that's just like that's standard business. It's nothing out of the ordinary. After this thirteen billion dollar loan that will be slapped onto Twitter's balance sheet, right? Like they will have now an accounts payable section um, where the interest expense alone. Um, if they just wanted to pay interest with no principal, would jump from fifty million to nine hundred million dollars a year on an app that doesn't make too much money, right? So nearly a <laughs> billion dollars a year in interest alone, right? So if they 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 need to pay more for that debt to actually decrease, um, that will significantly change Twitter's fundamentals, how they can hire, um, you know, certainly like um, you know how the app can run they certainly would need it to grow or monetize in a significant way um for it to happen and it's um 
it just will fundamentally change the nature of the company, right? Mm-hmm. For um, it to be saddled with that big of a debt burden, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like the, the growth of the company to for this all to work, right? Right. If, if we assume this is a standard buyout where you're trying to like make money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, the like, growth of the company is like absurd. Like it, it just won't happen. You know, it's, it's an absurd request. But yeah. yeah. But like th- th- that is actually because like, you know, Musk is the face of it. But what this is, is a private equity field leverage buyout. Um, yeah. And this idea of debt being saddled on these companies it actually just like in fundamental business logic doesn't make sense right because you're like yeah. that sounds like a chokehold that sounds like a death spiral that maybe sounds like what the imf does to third world countries <laughs> <laughs> is to get them in a debt trap that they can never get out of right <laughs> like well on that note you know i think we're an hour who would have thought that talking about elon musk buying twitter would just take you know an hour of <laughs> choking around inside <laughs> stories but uh i want to get to this death spiral video because you're right i mean something incredible is happening it's it's in the private equity sort of area of finance right and it's not just elon musk and what he's up to over here he's not just one weirdo engaging in an otherwise well-organized and functioning system right (laughs) (laughs) you know uh this is indicative of a larger trend and uh we want to pick that up and uh we'll we'll the episode will be available tomorrow on patreon all right look we got to get our equity funds up as well, right? So that we can do a leveraged buyout of all the other Seattle politics uh, uh, podcasts, right? And take them over. <laughs> so <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so Consolidation. <laughs> so catch, catch part two on Patreon. It'll be out tomorrow. Bye, everybody.